can you hear me pritham yes yes thank you thank you uh, good evening all of you again uh, today's uh, 10:00 meeting is on uh, we are are going to discuss roads routes and trips today keeping with the tradition that on tuesdays we have a very general session where we take up uh, all kinds of general uh, road issues on thursdays as you know we have a controversial topic this week uh, we are talking about uh, our capabilities in maintaining vehicles and on saturdays we always have a star speaker uh this week we have a very exciting uh, person bandi punia coming to uh, to us uh having said this uh, uh i think gotiwell is not at joint us post uh, uh so uh, let me take you through some of the rules uh this session will last 75 minutes uh you will see there are three speakers in the panel top panel i am one of the pritham is another the rest of you are not added to the speakers panel whenever you wish to speak please raise your hands as you can see from the bottom panel there is this logo with a hand raised tap that if you wish to speak and then you will be added there uh, we uh, sometimes have a big crowd and lot of requests so please await your turn uh before you will be uh, entering the speaking room uh, once you enter the speaking room please note to keep yourself in mute mode and uh, not uh, uh talk till the other people have stopped talking or the moderator requests you to speak uh, it it becomes little unruly if uh, two or three people were to start talking at the same time so let us maintain that decorum thank you again for listening in and uh, today's topic is uh, as i told you a very general discussion on roads routes and trips uh, with the lockdown being lifted i think there's, there's a lot of excitement to travel like earlier times uh, would pritham uh, like to make any comments quick comments please you're right with uh, many places lockdown is uh, kind of you know vanishing slowly uh, there is a big rush on on the roads to go to some of the favorite destinations uh, whether it is hill station or specifically now that it's a monsoon season uh, somewhere you know where it's uh, more greener uh, something different than just looking at tv screen or computer screen so just just be mindful of uh, road rage if at all you know just just be courteous to others you know give way and just enjoy your rides thanks uh thank you pritham uh, yes uh, this week uh, there have been quite a number of developments uh, uh slowly many states are removing the restrictions uh which means like states like himachal pradesh don't require a pcr report anymore state uh, union territories like ladakh have uh, stopped restricting vehicles from flying earlier they used to have a rule which said odd even number plates can fly on alternate days uh, there are uh, places like goa which continue to remain closed apparently the chief minister made a statement saying that he has no intention of opening up the trails before july 31 uh, uh, places like maharashtra have opened up but uh, uh, 
there are lots of restrictions in uh, popular areas like uh, like what Pritam said there's a monsoon season and everybody is running to the waterfalls and lakes uh, and mountains so there seems to be a little bit of restraint there uh, last weekend we had a lot of reports about a uh, lot of crowds and the police controlling crowds in places like Lonavla uh, for example Tane district has said nobody should be going to any of the lakes and waterfalls so expect a lot of uh, such restrictions in local areas. I mean, although you may find that states uh, in general have opened up, there continue to be a lot of local area restrictions. I, I was just chatting with a friend uh, a short while ago about this. Uh, he wanted to go to Goa. He wanted to go to Dutsagar Falls and Goa. I, I said uh, Dutsagar looks quite impossible because uh, it's a very crowded place. Uh, Karnataka itself seems to be under a lot of restraint. Uh, so it's quite unlikely that we will be allowed to go to Dutsagar. Uh, moreover, uh, entry into Goa from Dutsagar also is quite impossible. So uh, keep, this in, keep these things in mind. Uh, but a lot of exciting things are happening in the road uh, building scene. Uh, this week or in the next 10 days, uh, we are expecting the Prime Minister to inaugurate the new eight and a half kilometer long tunnel uh, which is called the Banihal Pass Tunnel on the Jammu Srinagar Highway. This promises to be one of those absolutely exciting uh, uh, roads. Uh, there is already a 9.2 kilometer long tunnel under Patti Top. So this uh, Banihal Tunnel would add to that and it's probably likely to save at least an hour in journey time in the Jammu Srinagar Highway. So I, I think we are all looking forward to uh, these exciting developments. As you know, plenty of highways are being built, expressways everywhere. Uh, today I was reading that the Mumbai uh, Delhi Expressway, they are even planning to have an electric vehicle uh, pathway, specialized dedicated pathway for electric vehicles between Delhi and Jaipur. Uh, we have a whole host of uh, other expressways coming up in Uttar Pradesh, Maharashtra, and Karnataka. So, Amritsar to Jamnagar. So, the whole uh, scene, highway scene is being redefined. It's, it's probably two years from now, the conventional highways we have been using will all become redundant and we would probably be going on absolutely new arterial roads. Already uh, things have changed with, uh, with the last few years with uh, more and more roads. Example, for we have, uh, suppose somebody were to travel from Delhi to Mumbai, we now have three fantastic four-lane and six-lane options available. It's a, it's a, it's a, we are spoiled for choice. So this being the situation, uh, a lot of other sectors are also seeing this kind of boom. Uh, it's going to be very exciting times ahead for uh, uh, Would anybody else want to come ahead and uh, talk about uh, any of the trips or any of the issues they have? Uh, please be free to ask any questions on any place and any topic relating to your travel in this session. There is no restriction. This is not a specialized session. We'd like to hear from you about your trips, about your tips. And any, any issues, any tips that you are following uh, or any recent travel experiences, uh, maybe uh, give us some guidance on 
various problems you face during your trips. Uh, till then, uh, Pritam, uh, would you like to uh, say anything more? So, uh, I was actually planning to uh, go towards uh, Pune uh, probably in the next three or four days. Uh, this has nothing to do with actually the, the tourism, but more of, a, more of a need. But again, this area also comes under tourism sector, you know, Munshi Dam and all that area. So, I was just curious if uh, those places are still allowed to go, although you're not a tourist and you're going for some other purpose. Uh, see, the basic idea, Pune uh, uh, district is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, level 4 uh, district, which means it has got lot more restrictions. And uh, section 144 is one of the restrictions which is there. Section 144 means uh, you cannot have more than 4 or 5 people gathering in one place. So it means if you go to any place, any tourist attraction, a place of tourist attraction, there will be crowds there, which will be much more than that. Uh, so last weekend, uh, the Pune police uh, have been uh, uh, have been uh, disallowing uh, crowds to popular places like Mulshi and Tavani and Pavna, Lonavala and Kantala, of course. And this has been uh, uh, this is mainly to control the tourist crowds. Uh, regardless, uh, anybody with a genuine uh, purpose of travel, other than for just tourism, like suppose you want to go via Tavani to say Mahar or something, uh, technically they should not reject you, but you will have to convince them. It will be tough to convince the cops during a weekend. You can imagine there will be long lines of vehicles lined up and everybody arguing. So the cops are also not going to be friendly and it's going to be extremely difficult to put your point of view across. However, uh, if you are really keen on going to those areas, probably you should go on a weekend, weekday. Uh, today, one of my friends went today morning uh, from Pune to uh, Y to Raireshwar, the Dome Dam, Raireshwar, and returned back to Pune via boat. So, uh, he had no problems at all. And not a single soul to stop him. Although technically Rai Reshwar Fort and waterfalls are very popular uh, during the weekend. And uh, as you know, Mahabaleshwar uh, Y area also get a share of tourists. So weekdays, I think you should be able to go without any trouble. But weekends, I think, uh, please avoid. Uh, even if you were to go on the expressway, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start uh, uh, stopping you and asking you because uh, I read some reports about how the police were uh, pulling on people who were trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, stand by the waterfalls on the expressway. So there are a lot of waterfalls, as you know, on the Pune-Mumbai expressway and also on the Mumbai-Nashik highway. So the, all those places, the police were actually driving away people. So there are quite a lot of uh, issues. Uh, it's nothing to do with the lockdown per se. It is essentially that I think there still we need to maintain social distancing. And also, if I'm not wrong, Pune does have uh, weekend restrictions still in place. Only weekdays, I think those are uh, relaxed. Yes, Pune, I think the uh, city continues to be level 3. I may be corrected if uh, I'm wrong. So level 3 means you still have a night curfew, you still have a weekend curfew if in place. So, but uh, in general, I think they have been very mild. Essentially, to keep a check on uh, exuberant crowds, uh, but in general, I don't think anybody is facing serious trouble.
says you can come in with two uh, double dose certificate, but it should be more than 28 years old. So each state has got a different set of rules, but I, I, I suppose it will become a more or less standardized uh, coming case that uh, they will uh, uh, allow you to travel with the vaccination certificate without RT-PCR. So I'm expecting maybe in the next 15 days, probably by the month end, most states will standardize on this uh, vaccination certificate. Now that the penetration of vaccination is also increasing, this will become the standard. Uh, it's a record high. Yeah, yeah. That's why I've been emphasizing to everybody, don't have vaccine hesitancy. We are all travelers. You're going to find it difficult to travel without a vaccination certificate. So whether you like it or not, get yourself vaccinated as soon as possible. Because vaccine hesitancy is not just a health issue, it's also going to be an entry barrier if you are not vaccinated. Yeah, but there, there comes another problem. In, in, I don't know whether you see, there, uh, there are two kinds of people who have problems. Uh, one is uh, people who have taken a dose uh, and within a week or so they travel. Yes, there are high possibilities that they may show uh, symptoms of positivity. Uh, the other set of people who travel are the guys who have just recovered from COVID. So within 10, 15 days, I believe some states will not even issue an RT-PCR test certificate if you have just recovered from COVID. And moreover, they have told that if suppose you have had COVID recently, uh, you will not get accurate results when you do the testing. So this is a problem for some people too. So uh, the, pa uh, the path to travel is not easy. Things may not be very clear. 
So you need to, more than looking at WhatsApp forwards or news reports, always try to read up the actual state government directive. Most state government directives are very clear and uh, they lay out all these rules without any ambiguity. Always try to do that. So who else? Uh, today we have a very silent uh, evening. Yeah, Saroj. Welcome, Saroj. Welcome, Saroj. Yeah, Saroj, we can hear you. So, uh, in the month of July, uh, I'm actually planning for two travels. Uh, most, of, most probably one of uh, them. So first is in the beginning of July, uh, I'm thinking of doing a coastal ride uh, from Mangalore till Tarwa, I mean to the border of um, Goa, and then return back from there. Or uh, the second option that I'm working upon is going to Ladakh, which is my uh, favorite for most of us. So I'm just trying to understand which would be a feasible idea to do at this point of time, because I want to be in a situation wherein if things go wrong in terms of COVID, uh, I can still come back. And back to back to Bangalore. From a safety net point of view, the Karnataka coast option sounds the safest. Because as you rightly said, if you fall ill, you are in a state which you are familiar with where you are living. So you know you, you know the map of how things are. Uh, however, Karnataka and particularly the coastal districts continue to be uh, not in very good shape. They, 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 all the states, all these districts, you know, Dakshin Kannada, Udupi, and Uttar Kannada, they all have restrictions in place. Uh, places like uh, temples, I think, are not open, like, you know, places like Murateshwar and all that. I'm not too sure whether popular beaches like Gokarna are open. Uh, I don't think they are open right now. Uh, but the present lockdown rules will get revised by the month end, I think 5th of July. So maybe 5th of July you can expect some changes. If uh, Karnataka continues to recover from its uh, COVID cases. So if that happens, you can... Uh, I, I would uh, prefer that. Uh, however, having said that, Ladakh is open now. And uh, the current lockdown restrictions will again get revised on 28th of July. So you can expect, as I told you at the beginning of this talk, uh, Ladakh has been gradually easing out all the restrictions they had. And it's quite possible that we will see uh, uh, after 28th less restrictions in Ladakh. The uh, Ladakh circuit. The key problem today is the requirement for RT-PCR test reports. You have to have a RT-PCR test report which is less than 96 hours old. So think it over like this. Suppose you are traveling from Bangalore to Ladakh. There is no way you will reach the Ladakh border within 96 hours. 96 hours means 4 days. Even hard driving, you will reach Ladakh border only on the end of the fourth day or fifth day. So your RT-PCR report of 96 hours will become very difficult to use if you are coming from deep south. Whereas suppose you are going from Delhi, maybe yes it is okay because from Delhi you can reach the Ladakh border in the second day. So you are less than 48 hours. So this is the problem number one. So 
that means to find a solution you may have to take a artificial report further down the line somewhere maybe in delhi or uh, jalandhar or somewhere like that that is the first step so, sorry to interrupt you uh, my bad i missed out to uh, tell you one point i i have uh, taken both the doses will that help uh, ladakh is not giving an exemption for people with vaccination kits as far as i know uh again this will be one of the progressive measures which they will take uh going forward this is why i said every week uh, each directive gets revised and we should see something progressive so far the second obstacle in ladakh is not only do you need to have this artificial certificate taken from your hometown but also you will be tested twice on the spot once when you are coming down from sochila before kargil you will be tested in this place called mini mark where you have to stand in a queue and they will take a swab and take a test report and then again when you are before you are entering ladakh you will have to again take a test in kalse so which is again another process of having to wait for the test report so it is double complications so which means you have a risk also of getting uh pick up positive or something like that in the middle of nowhere so ha- having said that if you are prepared to face all this and you still reach lay after you reach lay yes uh, now the hotels are open uh, last week uh, till last week they were allowing hotels to have only 30% occupancy now they are allowing they liberalize it restaurants can still do only takeaways uh, uh, but they are issuing ilps to go x lay to say nubra valley bangkok lake uh, places like that uh, i believe they have restricted some border areas like you cannot go to chushul and uh, loma and all that but uh, the popular circuits are all open so people are going uh, tourists have started trickling into lay both by air and by road but the velocity of arrivals is still low so you could uh, plan to go to ladakh if you are going to do uh, say uh, in july middle i think by extrapolating the current situation i think we should see uh, most of the restrictions gone okay okay thank you sir so uh, ladakh uh, will continue to be popular i think july august uh, unless there's a third wave i think we can reasonably hope to go to ladakh and uh, and that will still give you uh, around 3 months of uh, uh, visit time you know up till end of september uh, things will be good to go to ladakh and this year one good thing is amarnath yatra is also cancelled so normally in july august we have heavy traffic on the jammu srinagar highway uh, that uh, situation will not happen this year so, however you must also remember going to ladakh there are a lot of restrictions in place Jammu Srinagar highway has got one way restrictions on some days it is closed on wednesday similarly if you look at kargil lay highway uh, uh zojila uh, there are time restrictions and it's one way traffic either way all the days and uh, there are time issues besides uh, on i think friday they are closed so please remember it is a, a little bit of super computing to find out uh, how my my plan is to at, at the end of july uh, seeing the condition of it and 
and most and uh, the route that I would be taking is via Manali. I would not prefer to go via uh, Kashmir. My plan is to do a Manali to Leh so that I cover the uh, the areas in between. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, in which case, uh, uh, you will I will be subject. Uh, by the current rules, you will be subject to RT-PCR testing at this place called Sarkala Uksi. Uksi is just around 60 kilometers from Leh. There will be only one test. And today, the uh, road and route conditions are so good, particularly after the Atal Tunnel has come, and most of the road being black tar now, that uh, the taxi guys are doing Leh Manali in a comfortable day drive, which means they are leaving from Manali in the morning and they are reaching Leh by evening. There are no nasty surprises right now. However, Jula end, you will have. The double problem of heavy rains in the Kulu Valley and Lahore Valley, and also the problem of snow melt uh, in the roofs. So, which means water crossings. That is the only word of caution. Otherwise, uh, the route is very good. Uh, today, there is no need to stop anywhere between Manali and Leh. You could do the journey in one comfortable day. I am not asking you to drive like a. Uh, Limca book record uh, 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 holder. You can drive comfortably and still reach. Like suppose you leave from Manali at say six o'clock in the morning. <coughs> uh, watch out! There might be restrictions. I think the Atal Tunnel you can't go 24 by 7. There are time restrictions. <coughs> and uh, uh, avoid weekends because weekends there will be heavy crowds in Manali. So always try to leave Manali on a weekday. So there will be less crowds. Thank you so much, Chief. I'll connect with you later once the plan is done. So I think between the two, I think opt for the option of Ladakh if you have the time, because this year I think Ladakh may not get maniacal crowds because the holiday season is almost over. So it will be only motoring crowd which will come. Although already the biking clubs are all very actively uh, have have actively started making plans and many are going on. Yeah. So who else is? Uh, uh, we still have a very. Everybody seems to be very silent today. Vipov, you wanted to talk. Uh, I saw saw you raise your hands. Please come in. And uh, Kumar sir, namaskar. Uh, am I am I audible? Yes, we can hear you. Please go. On. Uh, Kumar sir, just one update. We uh, visited uh, the Upper Vaitarna area from Mumbai, and. Uh, like just to give you an update. So what happened was uh, that the cops they were not asking for the RT PCR or uh, they were not moral policing. But what they were doing was they were very strict with the documents like the insurance, the PUC, the registration and stuff like that. So so just wanted to update that like we we might have to like double check all our documents before we like even go to a nearby places. Because uh, there was a like, very stringent check. There was one family which was like telling that they had the PUC just like the PUC had expired just a week ago, but but they still were like not uh, agreeing to uh, the delay. They were like you will have to pay fine. That was one update. The second update was like yes, we all are very much careful from the Corona perspective, uh, but wanted to share one experience. We we visited a Dhaba, and what happened was the plates and. Even the food served, it was it was not very much up to the mark, or it was not that fresh. So.
so might be we even need to exercise our caution from the food quality or uh, when we visit the places we just need to ensure that we have good food or else like we'll be careful from corona but might be we can uh, end up with food poisoning or, or something of that kind so so uh, could you advise something on it like should we be still carrying food or how can this dhaba situation be managed because like food is one option which cannot be kind of like packed every single time thank you for the very useful tips vibo i think uh, it's good to hear a uh, 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 you know practical uh, real uh, example uh, one uh, misconception i think is there with many of us within maharashtra to travel you do not need any rtpcr so Uh, there seems even today somebody asked me he wanted to come from nasik to mumbai and he was asking do i need to carry rt pcr no there is no need to carry rt pcr whenever you are traveling within maharashtra this rt pcr business is only a interstate issue as of now in between maharashtra some districts were asking for rt pcr when you were doing some interdisciplinary but that was a couple of months ago so there is no issue with that the second aspect uh, which you raised about food i think uh, we need to be very careful and um, uh, let us not uh, let our guard down uh, there is already a third wave in progress in maharashtra uh, they are talking about this delta variant which is uh, coming and uh, uh, this is apparently uh maharashtra is on the top at the moment and the maximum number of cases has been reported from maharashtra so please do not let your guard down because this new delta uh, variant which has come uh, virus variant is far more contagious than the earlier variants so we need to be extra careful so whenever we go on a day trip i think sensibility is that we should carry our own food and avoid any crowded places because i don't find any kind of social distancing happening in uh, dabas and all that and uh, to be honest uh, there are a lot of people who believe that they are uh, immune because they have not got infected so far and there is also the new breed of people who feel they are vaccinated so nothing can Uh, no harm can come to them so with this kind of attitude which we are having in our society i think it will be better that we avoid and uh, day trips i think we can manage uh, even shy i think we can carry along maybe the cautious person because all the people who are going on long trips currently are carrying their own food uh, even if it's for a two day trip they are carrying their teplas and kakras and all that kind of thing so unless they are staying back overnight in a good hotel with a good restaurant they are not eating in the dabas so i think uh, we we should remain cautious for some more time okay sir thank you kumar may i add something yes please yes please captain yeah i will suggest that you carry your small store lpg store these days there's a huge variety of uh, stores available on amazon and even in the adventure stores some of them are in delhi so carry even a 5 liters of gas cylinder and small lpg store and carry ready made canned food and let me tell you in one week's time no canned food is going to kill you no no canned food is going to poison you so badly it is better to be safe from corona than uh, uh, you know 
getting infected because of the food on the way in the dabas remember their plates will not be hygienic their place will not be hygienic because of uh, social distancing will not be maintained best is carry your own small kit to sleep in the middle of nowhere and food and water that's my suggestion uh, captain um, uh, i have one doubt in this issue too uh, isn't carrying an lpg cylinder a little unsafe and uh, but better idea to carry a butane or a uh, propane uh, gas cylinder yeah kumar sir actually that was yeah, my question because last time what uh, sorry captain just just one point uh, last time what happened was i carried the the common uh, stove that we get like the red one which has gas filled into it and i was actually fined at the banda border because they they stated the same reason that this was an uh, combustible thing which we cannot keep in the boot and uh, this was offensive so they fined me up with a proper chalan of uh, 500 rupees so so any points on this uh, will definitely help because i usually travel with my kids Where did they find you, Vipu? Uh, sir, at the uh, the Patra Devi border, the the Banda Patra Devi border, sir. Maharashtra. Okay, Goa. Goa, Goa. Yeah, yeah. Captain sir, uh, what is your uh, uh, opinion? Yeah, if you are carrying these uh, regular LPG cylinders, then there will be could be leakage, and a smoker can have a serious problem. But I mean, I had a different system, maybe to carry uh, in that. Uh, maybe from that perspective, I forgot to mention. So yes, if you are carrying in a, a something like a Scorpio or any SUV and a smoker, and that can have a problem because their valves can be, uh, you know, uh, unsafe. But if you can check properly, they really don't give you a problem. But yes, if there is a restriction by law, then you need to check it. Yes, then as he said, they can issue a chalan. But I don't know. I mean, I've never faced a problem. But yes, there can be problem. Uh, so butane cylinders, yes, that's a better option. But I will depend on whatever I can. Yes, sir. Uh, what capital is that? Yeah, one capital is not here. Captain, go on. In case you're not. No, I finished. I finished. It's just I wanted to say, carry your own food. If I have to travel, I will carry my own food. See, MTR. I don't know what's the status now. There could be more people. Uh, they give you pouches. You can, uh, you know, immerse them in hot water, and it's ready to eat. There's a Markfed company of Punjab government. They have excellent vegetables and dals and can. 400 kg uh, grams and i think maybe even 1 kg so i carry them a lot because i sometimes i don't have time and i need to eat but i also avoid canned food but in emergency sometimes you can always eat they have excellent food uh, uh, they say they don't use any preservatives so pouches could be better option uh, thank you for the guidance sir uh, thank you sir thank you sir good Yeah, I agree. Good evening. I came. I have come back after almost a week today. So, uh, what Captain just said and uh, what Vaibhav just said that he was challenged 500 rupees of carrying a gas cylinder. Uh, the most stupid thing which has happened to India is the Motor Vehicle Act 1989. Uh, it is there is so much of ambiguity and there is so much of scope 
of understanding between the states and the center and the changes that have come into force over a period of time. Some places you have cars which are allowed to apply for 15 years. Some places you have cars registered for 15 years but they have to scrap it 10 years. So this is a very, very ambiguous subject. So the second thing is carrying gas cylinders in the car. Gas cylinders in the car at any point in time is scary stuff. Whether it is by law or by whatever, somebody challenged at me, somebody must have opened the boot of Weber's car and checked the gas cylinder there. Um, yes, it is bad news in any case. And temperature has varied as India, where temperatures of, we have 51 degrees of temperature and minus 25 degrees of temperature in the same country. A gas cylinder would behave very, very differently. So, having said that, uh, it is a challenge. Uh, I would never, uh, going against captain's wishes, I would never recommend carrying any form of gases in the car. So that is one challenge, that is my uh, take on this. Somebody may chill on you, may uh, do whatever, impound your car, saying uh, that you are driving a, a car which is uh, carrying uh, flammable stuff, like something like carrying a flammable fluid in a railway coach, uh, so it could mean anything, any any cop on the road could. So that is as far as the law is concerned. But on the personal safety front, carrying any kind of gas in the car in varied temperatures and the conditions that we drive in is absolutely strictly no-no. That is one thing that I wanted to add. Yeah, if uh, we cannot carry, I agree with you, it's a very, very serious concern. But if you cannot carry LPG, then Coleman has got a stove and a lot of companies have got stoves. Maybe yes. you I, can I, I, just... I, 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 I was coming to that. I was coming to that. Sorry, sorry I, uh, I was coming to that. Uh, amongst uh, the various trips that I've been driving abroad, I uh, and my wife, we, were, we stopped at a fuel station somewhere in Europe, I forget where, and we picked up two immersion rods which could be plugged into your cigarette lighter. And we've been using them very, very successfully. So, the cigarette lighter emotion rod, I've been boiling milk for my grandson. We've been uh, heating pre-cooked food, my wife and myself, in the car on that emotion rod, conventional emotion rod. We've been doing everything possible. We've been making tea, coffee, whatever while we've been driving. So, <laughs> that is a safe option that I think of. And uh, that is what we've been using. And uh, my take is carrying any kind of inflammable gas in the boot, in the car, at any point in time, whether you are children, whether you are old people, whether you are smokers, whether you are non-smokers, uh, God knows what spark in the car will ignite what where, never get involved with it. That is my personal take on it. That's all I wanted to say, actually. Thanks. That was a very comprehensive uh, uh, point of view on carrying gas cylinders and also the issue, address the issue of the food on, on board. Thank you. I think a lot of us, uh, does Pritam have something else to say? Yeah, so uh, one more thing, you know, uh, you can buy uh, the the 12 volt uh, uh, electric flask. Uh, essentially, it looks like a big coffee cup. But uh, those are fairly useful that you can connect to your uh, car power in the in the cigarette charger port or uh, or any other way, and uh, you can actually you know use it to cook Maggie or something else you know warm your milk, coffee, tea, anything else you may have that can fit in that uh, small size in a flask. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
is a very good option, but a uh, word of caution for everybody and advice. Just a very small suggestion. Uh, when you're using immersion rods and all these kind of uh, 12 volt cigarette lighter connections, remember that's going to consume a battery and car batteries are a little smaller and may not be able to afford your one or two days stay in one place. So avoid using for more time, number of times and keep checking the voltage with your meter. I carry actually uh, one of my USB charger uh, also has the uh, voltage monitor so I, I typically check my uh, voltage also. In general I have that habit of uh, before starting my car I generally check battery voltage to make sure everything is okay. No, that point was just an advice suggestion for everybody because see people will use it and they will end up in trouble in the middle of nowhere. Imagine you go to Speedy and you're in the middle of nowhere and you have exhausted your battery and that can be a serious problem. Agreed. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, we have now Poon Kadirvel and Gopalan. Uh, what Captain just said, just to value add, value add on a lighter note, uh, Captain MHV. This was about seven, eight years ago, and we were four French alcoholics who were driving in this pretty valley. The bottom line is alcoholics, remember that. So, uh, we had a flat tire in my Yeti. I used to drive a Skoda Yeti. And we had a flat tire, and uh, because of curtsy, uh, our drinking habits in the night, and we were sitting in the car and drinking right outside our hotel. And some got forsaken hotel in uh, Gaza, or I think it was Gaza or something. In the morning, when we get up, we realized that we had a flat tire. Now, uh, going back to a tire wala was a problem and we had to get the tire repaired but any which way we took the tire out, caught hold of a motorcycle and we took the tire and the wheel to a tire wala. And uh, the tire wala was, the shop was there but the tire wala was nowhere to be seen. So we were trying to figure out what happened to the tire wala because that uh, strip of people you have, population of villages in terms of 28 people. 20 cattle, you know, something like that is mentioned on the boards. We were trying to figure out what happened to the tire wala. So, we came to know that the tire wala, because of all the government aid that he was getting and that area that he was laying, he maintained an Innova for himself, which was for his personal use, and I was driving a Yati, and he had gone all the way up to Sri Lanka to with his family for a holiday. I was left high and dry with my tire, then he had to travel another 10 kilometers to get my tire repaired. Yeah, that is that is one more thing, sir. The government uh, schemes help such people. Even the same I also faced in uh, uh, Meghalaya. Yes, Pumkadir Velan, you can add some points. Hi, good evening, Chief, and uh, first of all, others. So, I want to know about the restrictions in uh, this. So, last During unlock uh, long trip around uh, 15 states and 8,000 kilometers. But uh, now I have seen uh, some of the documents uh, regarding Meghalaya and Arunachal Pradesh. They accept uh, uh, both the vaccines, but uh, right now I am not clear with it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, mute yourself, please. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, as far as North East is concerned, it is extremely difficult uh, to go there now. Uh, each state has a different set of uh, rules. Uh, yes, uh, some states like Meghalaya allow you to show your uh, vaccination certificate. However, they also have said no tourists to come in. So they are, uh, Meghalaya currently does not allow any tourists to come in, although you can have your vaccination certificate, etc. Et and all places of tourist interest are closed. Arunachal Pradesh has also uh, stopped issuing uh, ILPs for uh, people coming from outside. You know, as you know, if you enter Arunachal Pradesh, you need an inner line permit. An inner line permit currently is not allowed to any tourists. So you have a problem of uh, going to northeast. Assam, I think you can go, but Assam is also a deep trouble because most, most places in Assam, uh, you cannot do inter-district travel. Even locals are not allowed to do inter-district travel. So, so there is no point in going to the northeast now till all the uh, issues are sorted. And I don't think uh, they are going to sort it out at least for the next uh, one month or so. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, another thing uh, regarding the carrying the uh, intro and other things. So, for that uh, I have done a lot of tips, but uh, usually what I will do is, uh, I'm also very scared about uh, carrying the intro and other things. So, usually what uh, I my friends will do is, we will carry charcoal, camper and few dry sticks and vessel. So, that's it. Depend the place and conditions, uh, we will get uh, fresh vegetables or uh, any non-veg items and uh, we will try cooking with the limited source available near the place. Sometimes what we will do, we will go some remote villages, we will uh, use their stove and all those things. Some of the times we will use Baba for uh, their, uh, their own stove and all those things. So the, uh, that kind of things are used. But I haven't tried the uh, LPG or butane cylinder. But I thought uh, sometimes uh, let me try, it will be easy so to don't consume much time. But uh, after uh, hearing Sanjeev speak uh, and again, so I am avoiding that. So that is uh, one more thing. Thank you Sanjeev. Please be extremely careful when you are using wood and charcoal in open area because the risk of forest fire is very high and all states today are extremely sensitive to forest fires. So don't ever, uh, you know, kind of do it in open area, you may be arrested also. So be extremely careful, using gas is alright, but even when you are using gas, you need to be extremely cautious in, when you are outdoors, so because uh, uh, particularly during the winter season, when the entire uh, grass, everything is dry, uh, unlike the wet season, so the chances of forest fires and vegetation catching fire is very high. So be very careful. India has got very strict uh, laws on this, uh, particularly relating to forestry. So you 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 risk even getting arrested. As you are probably aware, this year India is having the maximum number of forest fires. It's unprecedented number of forest fires, particularly in say, states like Uttarakhand and uh, Odisha and even Karnataka. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Who else would uh, like to say, yeah? Anybody else? I'm seeing a very less crowd today. I, I have a different 
Thank you. 
Foundation is uh, base is very good, good dark, but as you start climbing up, the soil is uh, very loose. And uh, although you may not need a four wheel drive, you have to be an extremely good driver to drive in a two wheel drive. As the bikers are concerned, uh, there is no serious problem. You can easily, and I think you have, if you have a fortuner, I don't think you will have any problem. Uh, because, uh, but, but having said that, they are not allowing you anywhere in that area. This year, particularly thanks to the China uh, border situation being a little serious, even in Bangkok area, in Merak, Sushul Road is close to closest this year, which is normally open to uh, tourists in, uh, during the season. And Kuklinga uh, has been closed for the last three years or so, and uh, they are 100% not going to let you go beyond Hanley. And Hanley, there is a checkpost that they will not allow you because to get to this place, there are only two ways. One is from Roma, you go via Fukje to Tentuk and come back. Or you go from Hanle and then you go to Fotila and Chispale and Fotile to go to Ublila. So all both these routes are closed. Unless uh, there is something which I don't know. Yeah, thank you. So 2018 I tried to go but uh, that's all uh, it's not possible. Long time I'm interested to visit the place. So, so yeah, awesome. And uh, one, one more question is, uh, so last year I went to, two years back I went to Bhutan. So, so uh, at minus 20 degree my bike got filled. So the electrical system automated got uh, fused. So have you ever passed the disconnections in car, Scorpio? Start. I have had funny problems like 
a higher pressure inside the tire. This is a main reason. When, uh, the second thing is I never check my air pressure once I leave my home. Uh, for the simple reason, in my Scorpio, I find the tire pressures are very stable. I can go on a three-week trip to Himalayan region and come back, I would have probably lost one or two points. That's it, which is more than enough, uh, which is enough margin for error. I never check the air pressure when the tire is hot. When you are in a cold place like Leh, you will find the tire looking very deflated because the air is very cold and it is dense inside the tire too. But the moment you start rolling and the heat built up starts, the tire will return to its normal thing. People start getting alarmed and they start feeling air uh, in these kind of situations. So I would refrain from doing it. What I do to make sure the tires are running safe, I keep patting the tire from time to time during my trips to make sure it is not disproportionately hotter than the others. This you can easily make out by touching the tire with your palm. I touch the rubber and see, okay, this is the same. Both the rear tires are the same heat. Uh, both the front tires are the same heat. More importantly, I will get a clear indication if I touch the rim. If I touch the rim, I have conventional rims, not alloy wheels. So the rims will contact the heat a lot more. And suppose any tire is overheating, I will immediately get to know. And the overheating can happen either it is deflated or it is bouncing around too much because it is overinflated. So I think some of these things are uh, pretty important. Uh, you will be very surprised, I don't carry a gauge. I don't carry a gauge because I have a very bad experience because most of the gauges in the end of the market uh, lose their calibration over time. Even after six months, you will find very inaccurate results. But very, very important thing, never fill air with these Kratwala puncture fellows. The Kratwala puncture fellows they are completely insensitive to the kinds of lower pressure our car tires and bike tires take. We would typically lose 30, 32 times. They, they uh, are very brutal. They, they are straightway pumping 40 or 60 or whatever, you know, what the truck, truck tires want. And their gauges are never recalibrated and they are always inaccurate. So even if you have to go and check pressure during your journey, go to one of those petrol stations which has got automatic pump. Or you have a reliable gauge which you can test yourself. Otherwise, right, like you said, this is a very serious problem. You can lose your tire and land up in an extremely dangerous situation if you not within going in. But my enduring advice is please keep checking your tires every four to five hours. It's extremely important because uh, tires can, if tires which are worn uh, out, or tires which are badly inflated will start building up heat uh, and be very dangerous. Kumar, I have got two more points to add. May I? Yes, yes of, course. of course. One point is uh, when you are leaving from home, get your spare tire inflated by maybe five pounds extra. And uh, second point is in my case, I have bought a um, pressure gauge which is about I think 6,500 rupees. I did a lot of research on that. Uh, it's electronic and very well maintained, very well produced also. Because for me, my each tire was 22,000 rupees. I lost two tires because of the stupidity of the uh, tire wala and 
Bani Majra in Panchkula. So, losing 44,000 rupees worth tires was really not, uh, I mean, it was not good. I, uh, I mean, I decided to buy an expensive gauge because it is worth it. So, carrying a gauge which is really good, it can save you from a lot of hassles. So, a very good gauge is very, very important. And spare tire inflation is very, very important. I agree. Uh, we tend to get, uh, you know, intoxicated when we see those gauges selling at 100 rupees and 200 rupees in the Amazon. Uh, but you made a good point. We must buy a very good gauge uh, and uh, keep uh, periodically auditing it also. Because whenever we go to a petrol pump and we see a different variance, then there is a sign either the petrol pump gauge is wrong or your gauge is wrong. So we need to keep auditing it from time to time because I believe gauges uh, lose their calibration over time. Uh, even, uh, although your uh, expensive gauge may be better, uh, but it's very important. The tires are something we just cannot ignore. It's extremely dangerous uh, to be on bad tires. You know what I do? I just come out of my truck and where I have taken uh, rest for about 2-3 hours when the tires are cold and normal and I calibrate truck guys, uh, puncture shop guys gauge with my gauge, he will inflate the front truck, uh, front tire because the rear tire inside is a little tedious job with my gauge so what I do, I calibrate his uh, With his gauge, it is 150, and with my gauge, it is 110. Then I say, okay, sub me 150 kardo bhai. So that. We are having some gaps in your conversation. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kumar. Maybe the network problem here. Ah, uh, yeah, because we suddenly lost keep, uh, lost losing you from time to time. Very never mind. So. I think that was a very valuable point, uh, Captain, and uh, uh, most of us, I think, should take care, and uh, particularly now that uh, we are in the midst of changing seasons, you know, summer has entered, and uh, some of the, uh, uh, the monsoons have started, so you need to be extremely careful. The other day, we had a video on the FPK forum where we saw a muck skidding on the road for no apparent reason. So, uh, tires can be extremely... Uh, dangerous uh, objects in the car. And I think we have, uh, Jyoti, uh, have we um, come to the end of the conversation? Yes, sir, almost. Uh, is there anybody else? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Please go on. Yeah. yeah uh, never get your uh, vehicle serviced just two days before departure. Get your vehicle serviced and checked about 10 days in advance and run it around and check if there is some problem because. I have invariably seen, like last time I didn't have time and I wanted to change a pipe or something. I got some my filter uh, also get, got checked and changed. Filter was leaking throughout from here to Kargil. So it can be very very serious case for fire. It can burn your vehicle if there is a leakage. So get your vehicle serviced 10-15 days before. Most of our mechanics are very sloppy and have very poor workmanship. It's very rare that a vehicle with a repair problem goes and comes back with everything corrected the first time. 
something which they did wrong. I have had situations where I had to drive virtually without a break from Mumbai to Chandigarh because of a last minute glitch in the workshop. I I follow your advice. I always do the work at least a week before I go, and I see that the problem is solved and no new problem comes up. More than the problem getting solved is some other new problem erupting after these guys have been through your car. So it's a very important point. survey the land 
check out the stores, check out the depth, check out the force of the water before you drive through. So then, these are all part of the uh, uh, due diligence and also the caution which you need to have. But I am probably the wrong guy. Anybody who asks me whether they can take a small car to Ladakh or Northeast, I always say yes, I have done it before. So, but at the same time, it may not be everybody's cup of tea. I'm almost like a truck driver, so you know, we uh, uh, have this capability to go under the car, dirty our hands, uh, have a little more understanding of the car, uh, and uh, have, uh, have very understanding families and friends who are okay with the car breaking down and having to spend a day in the workshop. Everybody is not so functioning. So you need to, uh, if by and large, the guiding role should be a car, is not too old and uh, even if it is a well maintained an old car can break down because of lot of fatigue factors and lot of factors beyond your control uh, people used to uh, laugh at me and said after guarding up maintaining a car they have no idea how much of money and time i spent in maintaining but it's like an old man an old man about 75 80 he will have hundreds of ailments and there is nothing he can do about it. The most modern medicine cannot do it. Uh, he is in a, in a space of dying and he will have his ailment. So it's the same thing with cars. There is no car can be said to be uh, in a problem proof or repair proof uh, after a certain age. And that cannot be decided. You know, like I, I continue to go with my car at 6 and a uh, quarter max. Now all my vehicles, my, uh, even the buddies, when it first went to Ladakh, it had crossed Yeah, 